1: It's time to talk Braves, Falcons, and college football with a deep south college football legend. It's the Buck Baloo Show, exclusively on The Fan. Hey,
2: everybody. Time for the Buck Baloo Show. Live from the Battery Atlanta, The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Streaming at 680thefan.com. I'm assuming you've gotten the mobile app by now, but let me tell you about it one more time. It's driven by Beaver Direct, the fan app, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Visit BeaverToyotaOfComing.com and let them wow you. Don't you want to be wowed? A lot of people do. See those folks almost every day driving to and from up in the Coming area. DT in the house, ready to roll. And how about Adam Road Dog Gillespie? Ready to get to work also? Seems a little down today. Is that that uh, Bulldog basketball losing streak we're on? Road Dog's got you a little bit down. What's up? It's rough. We got off to such a good start under Mike White in the conference, and it's kind of leveled back down. Yeah, wait until we knock, knock off Kentucky, though. That will get us going. <laughs> yes, sir. Super Bowl Friday. Are you ready? We're going to be traveling this weekend as we do the uh, high school sectional state wrestling meet. We'll go on down in my hometown of Valdosta, so we're Rhett's taking us home today. They get out of school early, make the trip down to Valdosta, and we're up at the crack of dawn tomorrow morning wrestling, trying to advance to the state next week in Macon. And then we'll have to scoot on back on Sunday in time for the big Super Bowl. Let's get it started, man. I'm ready to
1: go to work. Fucks. Big Take.
2: Time to step up and officially reveal my Super Bowl 57 pick. Chiefs 31, Eagles 27. So I'm sticking with it. Allow me to drop. Three big reasons why. I just don't want to pick it, and i tell you why. All right, number one. Big game features the uh, two most dominant pass-rushing defenses in the world today. I kid you not. Mahomes is brilliant in the pocket when he's pressured. Look at the numbers. Hurts' performance level drops off significantly when he's under pressure in the pocket. Advantage Chiefs. Number two, the Eagles defense has only faced five legit offenses this season, and they had issues slowing them down. Strength of schedule, one of the worst in the league. They played a lot of sorry teams playing backup quarterbacks. Now they face the NFL's best offense and the NFL's most valuable player. Advantage Kansas City. Reason number three. This is just a hunch. The Chiefs flip the script. It's the Chiefs that get off to the fast start, not the Eagles. The Chiefs take the early lead. This puts the Eagles in a spot they're uncomfortable with, playing from behind. They've been playing out front all season long. Now, look, I need to come clean. Need to admit then I would rather see China win the Super Bowl than the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm just saying. Got a lot of stuff going on out there. I think it's probably uh, time we're going to do that right after we hear from Joe Montana, though, talking about the brilliant Patrick Mahomes, honored last night as the most valuable player in the regular season. He'll be going after another Super Bowl MVP coming up. Sunday night here's Joe Montana talking about Mahomes.
1: no one's been around like that you know the things he's capable of doing you know his arm strength his ability to throw the ball late down the middle which you're not supposed to do off the back foot which you're not supposed to do sideways underhand <laughs> whatever you want he seems to be able to do it and do it accurately and he's just um, a different player at that position and fun to watch
2: Montana one of my all-time favorites I think his, uh, the shine is really off Montana for some reason. It seems like the uh, general public have uh, either forgotten about Montana or uh, they, they would prefer not to uh, brag on Montana for some reason. We don't see him
3: a lot in the public eye, though, Buck. I think that, I think yeah. that has something to do well, with it. Well,
2: he got it. criticized for the uh, color
3: analyst work that he was doing when he retired, and I think he's gone away ever since. I remember, yeah, I saw him on the Haynes commercials there for a while, a long time ago, but, yeah, don't see him don't see him on uh on the tv very often so hey we got a lot going on let's let's talk about it
1: let's find out what's poppin
3: 17 nba
2: trades yesterday the hawks had two of them and apparently the hawks they're they're not big fans of the second round picks oh goodness well they cut loose seven second round picks I did a double take when i saw that one all right they get in uh sadiq bay now, look, I'm going to admit, maybe uh, paying too much attention to the college football or football scene, I uh, I can't say I knew a lot about Sadiq Bay. You're not alone, Buck. So I did a little research. All right, he's a 23-year-old, uh, three, uh, shooting guard, uh, small forward, 6'7", 215, played with the Pistons and out a Nova, so Finneran knew all about him. 15 points, five rebounds a game. I did see where he put 51 on the Magic. I believe that was really the only time I had ever heard of Sadiq Bay when he put 51 down on Orlando. So he's a shooter, which is going to help. We, we need some more of that. And I would imagine behind Hunter, he can, uh, you know, defend a little bit at that three spot. We need a little help there. Also a guy that has an expiring contract. More on that in just a moment. Then right at the trade deadline at 3 o'clock, the Hawks pull off another deal, two second-round picks, five total. All right, two second-round picks. They throw in Frank Kaminsky and Justin Holliday to the Rockets. uh, We get Bruno Fernando, a former Hawk. So we get Bruno coming back in. And then another dude I really was not uh, aware of, Garrison Matthews. A white dude. He's 6'6", a two-guard. Can shoot the three a little bit in his third season. Played for the Wizards and Houston. So let's see. We add Sadiq Bay, Bruno Fernando, and Garrison Matthews. Hmm. I'm going to give that a C+. So we did get a, a shooter in the deal in Sadiq Bay, But all this looks like a salary dump to me. So Bay, you got the expiring contract at the end of the year. You cut him loose. You get rid of Kaminsky making 2.4 and Holiday making 6.2. So you cut 8.6 million when it comes to that second deal. Look, this is a team trying to avoid the luxury tax cut some cost you know the ownership probably sees a team that's going nowhere no reason to be paying this the rest of the year cut the cord cut the costs, dump salary avoid the tax this simply didn't improve the team very much at all i give that pick an f i give it a c c plus that's what i'm giving it what about you I'm ready to give up the fight. All right, so the Pro Football Hall of Fame class of 23 was announced last night. Got Rondé Barber. A dude played 16 years in the league. Had a twin brother playing, too. Uh, Darrell Rivas. Rivas Island. Boy, that got a lot of play. Joe Thomas and Zach Thomas. They're not related. DeMarcus Ware who was an excellent pass rusher. Uh, you got Chuck Howley, played with Dan Reeves with the Cowboys way back when. Joe Klecko, New York Jets defensive lineman, and Ken Riley, uh, a few years back playing for the Bengals, 15 years. He deserves, you know, like a, a bonus for playing 15 years in Cincinnati. So there's your uh, Hall of Fame class of 23. And I believe we've got some more coming up on that in just a moment. I feel bad for the guys that didn't get the knock on the door. I mean, they they fly in, put you up in a hotel. They tell you to just sequester there. Wait on a knock at the door. You may get it, you may not. If you don't get it, well, you can check out the next morning and go out the back door and get the heck out of there. At that point, I assume you're on the NFL dime, right? I'm going to order everything I can on room <laughs> service and run that charge. For the I'm going to family. I'm going to watch all the movies on pay-per-view and run that bill up as high as I can. Yeah, it's three, buddy. I mean, that seems to be a little strange, right? Uh, look, we're not going to – we're just going to put you up, and uh, you may or may not hear from us. If you don't, you can just go ahead and leave the next morning. Seems a little bit Crazy. And that's what's popping out there as we come on the air today. All right, coming back on the other side, dude, we're going, to, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Super Bowl. Hey, as I promised this week, we're talking Braves baseball every single day on the Buck Ballou show this month of February. Do we have a nickname for that? No, we're just going to talk Braves. And I'm going to promise you we're going to do it in March, April, May, June, July, August, hopefully September, unless I get fired. And then, um, you know, sort of off the table. Glad you're with me. Buck Show live at the Battery Atlanta here on the fan, 680 and 93.7.
0: A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on.
2: Fans, 680 and 93.7, Super Bowl week. The heads Get the big game coming up Sunday evening. It was in Publix last night where they got those Super Bowl balloons floating all over the place.
3: Right.
2: Looks like people were loading up on the appetizers. I had like five items, so I got in that ten items or less line, and I couldn't believe... You know, There's like three people in front of me. They they had to have at least 25 items. Well, it's important to
3: have variety at a, at a solid Super Bowl gathering, Buck. Yeah, I like the meatballs. Hey, now, all right.
1: Real, real, to Tend to
3: go back and hit those a little more often. Funny you say that's my, my girlfriend's specialty for the uh, Super Bowl. She loves to make the meatballs. In the crock pot. Oh, yeah. Simmer them all day, yeah. Let me tell you what I'm worth
2: like some sauce in there. Kelly puts a little grape jelly in there. Okay. A little sweetness. Yeah, you can't really taste it a heck of a lot, but yeah. Me and the boys put that stuff away. A lot of chip and dip and that kind of thing, appetizers. I don't really like going on the grill, Super Bowl, Sunday. I don't want to miss anything. So we're ready to roll. How about you? And I tell you what, we got this thirtieth anniversary going on here at 680 the Fan, and we're rolling into February. Our next big trip coming up just around the corner. You need to be listening to the locker room starting on Monday. Learn how you could find yourself with your toes in the sand, cold one in your hand, and watching the Braves from the stands. Stay tuned to 680 the Fan as we continue to celebrate thirty years of sports talk dominance. In the ATL. Am I bragging? Well, I'm just reading the script. Yeah, we're, we're bragging. 30 years, that's a really good run. All right, before we head into a little more Super Bowl talk, I wanted to hear from Trey Young. Uh, as I just mentioned, the Hawks making two trades yesterday, and this one for Sadiq Bay. overall, I gave him a C-plus grade for the two trades. I mean, we're just dumping salary. Is all we're doing. We're not trying to improve the basketball team. But well, let's hear from Trey talking about Sadiq Bay in that edition.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I'm familiar with his game. He can shoot the ball. Um, I mean, he plays hard. So I'm, I'm looking forward to playing playing with the guy like him and. Uh, for me, I take pride in, in making sure my teammates are taken care of, and um, at the end of the seasons. And um, he's one of those guys that's, that's looking for another contract coming up here soon too. So I know he's going to be here ready to play, and, um, and I know he's going to help our team. I mean, whenever he gets here, so I'm looking forward to it.
2: Yeah, let me give you the translation on that. Uh, you know, Trey doesn't really care who they got because he's looking to get out of here. We got a top five. Is that what we're doing here?
1: The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, three, three, two, two, one, one. It's time for Buck Baloo's Top Five, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at AceHardware.com.
3: All right, day tay mostly a Super Bowl. Top five here. We'll start off doing the big news last night. Patrick Mahomes wins the NFL MVP. That's number two for him. Buck, who's your MVP? You going to vote for Mahomes or Jeff? You, you know, I was leaning toward hurts
2: I don't think the Eagles get where they are without him. And obviously, it's the same with KC. All that backup quarterback played pretty well when they uh, he was thrust in that, there after, that after that the one high ankle sprain. Yeah, what are you him ninety eight yards? Like that, yeah. right down and scored. Look, Mahomes was uh, had his best season, and, and so I'm going to go Patrick Mahomes. He got 96% of the vote. <laughs> and hard hard I to argue with a buck. Not to fall in line there. Led the NFL in total QBR by a wide margin. 41 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Really outstanding ratio there. You don't see that in the NFL. That's that's and them them's college numbers. Uh, career high, uh, completed sixty seven percent of his passes. Career high, delivered big time. Yeah, I'm going to stick with what the people say. Patrick Mahomes, the Buck show NFL regular season most valuable player.
3: All right, so you're okay with that then? Yeah. But? I'm well, good with it. Then let's move on to the Hall of Fame that that class announced. You mentioned a couple of those guys. How you feel about that? You like that Hall of Fame class or do you know or are you thinking about some snubs? Now, I think I mentioned all of them,
2: really. Um, snubs. Yeah, I would say Devin Hester would be at the top of my list. Ooh, okay. And I know some people probably downgrade him because for the most part, we're talking about a guy that was just a return man. But I look at it a different way. I, I go with the other side of the coin. I mean, you're putting together the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And I think it's important to represent all phases, including special teams. And so I think Pro Football's best ever return man should be recognized in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So I think, to me, that's the snub. Uh, Torrey Holt comes to mind, too. The receiver had a tremendous career. I think he's going to get in sometime very soon. But uh, the biggest snub to me is Devin Hester.
3: Why are they hating on the special teams, dudes? Come on, man. Yeah, that's been a big topic. How specialized was his game? I mean, this is like, like
2: the College Football Hall of Fame. They don't have one assistant coach in the College Football Hall of Fame. I don't understand it, never will
3: understand it. It's ridiculous. It doesn't seem right to me, Buck. All right. Let's move on talking about the um talking about this Hall of Fame class. Of this, uh of the inductees in the 2023 Pro Football Hall of Fame, who's your favorite one?
2: Well, look, it's probably the quarterback coming out in me, the former quarterback, but I've always admired the big-time offensive lineman. And I look at Joe Thomas as, gosh, one of the best I've ever seen. I mean, solid from day one, right? I mean, he looked like when he was in his prime there, he he could have been the best player in the National Football League. The guy could run block. I mean, he's knocking people off the ball. And then when it, come, it comes time to, to throw the ball, he is uh, just stonewalling the best pass rushers in the game. He was durable, durable. Seemed like he played every single game, showed up for every game. Kind of a shame they were all for the Browns, though. You know, the one thing that that jumped out to me, I saw, were Joe Thomas. His rookie year was 2007 with the Browns. And they gave up a NFL low 19 sacks that season. The year before, they gave up 54. (laughs) Whoa, talk about impact. That's crazy. My goodness, Joe Thomas making impact. And then, look, I, I know I was uh, barely, I was just a kid, but, you know, I was a kid that loved to see the ball in the air. I was attracted to the old AFL because they were throwing the ball all over the field. And that's NFL, the uh, NFL, uh, those teams, the old school teams, they, you know, it was a little more uh, ground and pound kind of thing. So I was always attracted to the passing game. And so I paid attention to Don Coryell. Was running a pass-first offense. Uh, it was a vertical kind of thing. They, he made the defense cover the entire field. His scheme based on timing and rhythm. Ball got out of there. Uh, he also was a guy that really was the first to start utilizing the wide receiver in motion. He even put the tight end in motion, the running back in motion. Uh, and it was the reason why it was twofold. number one, you couldn't jam them at the line of scrimmage in press coverage because they were off the line and in motion. and then the other it gave the quarterback an idea of whether they're going to be in zone or man coverage. Coriel was the first to do all that. So yeah, those two guys really they were my fave in this current class going in.
3: Go shout outs to Joe Thomas and Don Corel. Uh, Corel oh, they <laughs> <called him. laughs> I like it, yeah. That sounds like the 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 what's the word I'm looking for? The beginning of like a run and shoot type offense, basically. Yeah, you got a wide open, yeah, very man. innovative, huh? All right, but we'll jump off the Super Bowl for a little bit. A little bit of talk about Derek Carr and the New Orleans Saints, Buck. How do you like that fit?
2: Oh, if he goes, I hope he fails miserably. <laughs> well, yeah, I hope the Saints lose every game. I, I'm not going to argue with that. You know, it does look like a pretty good fit. Now, look think if it's a straight up trade uh then they got to pay Carr like 33 million dollars next season I, I don't think the saints are going to do no, that let them do it buck let them do it but if they reworked the deal maybe sweetened the deal with uh an extra pick in the draft like say give them a third in the upcoming draft a fourth in next year's draft i think they they might be able to pull that off uh I mean, they don't want him to hit the open market because they're not going to get him. I think if they can rework his deal, uh, yeah, it looks like a pretty good fit from afar.
3: We'll keep an eye on that, Buck. All right, so we'll close up the top five. You've given us a prediction on the game, but who was your MVP for Super Bowl 57? You want me to give you the MVP Come on, before Bug, the game starts? Come on, Put me on the spot. Let's go. And Mahomes is
2: not eligible? I mean, you know, that'd be kind of a... Yeah, let's take him out of the yeah. equation.
3: I, I'm going to go Travis Kelsey. <clears throat> you talked about how it's setting up for him to be all over the place. Big game for Kelsey. Yeah, I think we're
2: looking at 10 catches, 100-plus yards, and a couple of touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, that might do it. And when you look at the history of the Super Bowl, he would be the 14th receiver, if this happened, to go double-digit did- catches in the Super Bowl. He'd be the 14th out of 57 games, which is pretty impressive. And look, I, I really don't want to bring up the, the record for the number of catches in a Super Bowl game, but I will anyway. Because I still can't believe that Q allowed this to happen. And that is the Patriots running back. James White had 14 catches against us in that miracle comeback where Q had his back turned toward the field, not even paying attention. I'm still a little ticked off by
3: that. That That doesn't make sense.
2: Yeah, Super Bowl 57, most valuable player. I'm going Travis
3: Kelsey, man. We love it, Buck. Yeah, that's your top five.
1: on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station.
2: Yeah, man. So, uh, hey, we got the the podcast park that has all these, these incredible podcasts. I want to invite you to check that out. It's brought to you by Associated Credit Union. You got some additional podcasts. You got show podcast, And so that is a, a great spot for you to check those things out at thepodcastpark.com. I've got Buck's Beat I was trying to record that thing yesterday, but everybody was eating pizza, so I wasn't able to lay down episode 81, but uh, we'll try to get that up and rolling soon, Uh, but check it out, the podcast park, or you could check it out wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, you'll be able to find those things there. I guaranteed you, man, we're talking Braves baseball every day this month on the Buck Show.
1: Time to talk Braves. Let's chop it up. Presented by Haug Law Group, your local personal injury attorneys. HaugLawGroup.com.
2: All right, we got some breaking news with the Atlanta Braves. Mike Soroka now wants to be referred to as Michael Soroka. That's good to
3: know, Buck. All right. Yeah. yeah, he's no longer Mike. He's now Michael. A lot of guys, as they come in, you know, won't say much about something like that. You know, call me. How to be me referred Michael, to? Call me Mike. You know, whatever. So what if I showed up tomorrow and right?
2: said, you know what? I'm tired of Buck. I want to go with my official name from now on.
3: I want it to be the Benjamin show It's gonna mess up all the imaging and stuff, Buck. You know, that's yeah. That's a lot me. of work. Yeah.
2: All right, today's storyline number eight as we head into the 2023 Braves season. Storyline number eight, man. And that is, will we get a bounce back season out of second baseman, Ozzie Albies? I sure hope so. I mean, this guy's uh, gonna flash some uh, serious leather defensively. Uh, gold glove caliber defense out of second base. It's the offense that I'm concerned about. And I know last season, And for the most part, he was injured. He only played 64 games last season. So he missed over 100 games. But in those 64 games, Ozzy, man, he was struggling offensively. And it was tough to watch. And he was having trouble hitting the breaking ball. The curveball, the slider, the change up, the off-speed pitches. In 2021, against breaking balls and off-speed pitches, Ozzy had a hard hit rate of over 34%. Last season, 11%. Now, that is a tremendous drop-off. So what happened? Well, last season... Only about half the pitches he saw were breaking balls and off-speed pitches, you know. I think they smartened up and they said, look, we got to quit giving Ozzy all these fastballs to hit. We're going we're gonna to start throwing a lot more junk at him. And he did not adjust with that. Uh, didn't hit it hard at all. Swinging at breaking balls out of the strike zone, a career-high 45% of the time. Got to get that corrected, man. I mean, you can't be swinging at balls out of the strike zone and expect to barrel the ball up. Speaking of barrel rate, 10% in 2021, 5% last year. Barreling the ball up. Cut it in half last season. And look, apparently he was trying to pull the ball too because his pull rate increased to 46%. Trying to pull it. The league average is 36%. So he got in some bad habits last season. Here's what I want to see out of Ozzie. I know he's going to pick it at defense. You're going to see the Corinthian leather out there. But uh, got to get these things corrected offensively. I think what happens is you get these guys that fall in love with uh, hitting the ball out of the ballpark and they get in some bad habits. I want to see Ozzie put the ball in play. I want to see Ozzie utilize the legs, the speed, the quickness that he has on the base pass. I want to see him run the bases. Quit trying to hit bombs every time up. Use the whole field and get back to hitting some line drives, please. Other than that, Ozzie, you're doing great. And there's your Braves take today. Yeah, I think that it just, you know, you get these guys fall in love with a home run ball. I know that's why you're getting paid these days. Can you hit it out of the park? But with the way he can run, I mean, my favorite thing is to see Ozzie on first and on a, a single. Watch Ozzie go first to third. That helmet's going to fall off around second base. He's going to knock it off. Boy, I tell you, I don't think anybody's quicker from first to third.
3: Especially in such a deep lineup, Buck, with other athletic guys around, you don't have to do it all yourself. We don't need we don't need solo home runs from Ozzy. Get on base.
2: I like that, Buck. Yeah. So lay off the breaking ball out of the strike zone. Start using the entire field again, and get on the base and run the bases, man. That's what I want to see out of Ozzy. Let's go, Oz. We're counting on you, brother. One of my favorite players on the Braves team, and I think you'll see him accept more of the leadership role too. With Freeman gone, Swanson gone. They're going to need somebody to step up there. You're going to see Ozzie, who's done a little bit of that. You're going to see him do a little more of that. All right, I'm ready to talk a little Bulldog football.
1: The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs, and it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25, 20, like 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ballgame. Georgia will win this ballgame. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM.
2: All right, Bulldog football. Hey, Pro Day, they've announced the Pro Day over in Athens. That will be on March the 15th. Now, wait a minute here. That is poor scheduling there. I do believe that's the first day of NFL free agency. Wow, so you're not going to see any general managers there on the grounds of the University of Georgia for Pro Day on March 15th. They're going to be working that free agency scene. You know, somebody told me last year there were 120 NFL personnel dudes that showed up for the Georgia Pro Day. That's got to be a record, 120 at Georgia anyway. With all those guys they had drafted last year, there's going to be, uh, you know, double-digit guys probably getting drafted this year too. So I, I would assume they, they would have been able to approach that number, but not on the first day of NFL free agency. I mean, who set this? Yeah, you're not going to see, you're not going to see a lot of the big timers hanging out there watching. I, I do believe that's going to be a big day for Warren Erickson who was a very versatile interior offensive lineman, uh, could step in and be the center, can play guard, uh, sort of the sixth offensive lineman here over the last couple of years for Georgia on that offensive line. He didn't get a, a combine invitation, which is a little bit strange. What do they put a limit on how many guys you can have? Warren Erickson, so no combine invitation. The pro day is going to be big for Warren Erickson, who has done a really nice job. For the Bulldogs there. Um, Got some basketball news, too. We got four tickets we want to give away to the sold-out Kentucky game coming up tomorrow. We got four tickets right now, 404-231-1680. Do you know they're going to honor the 1982-83 Final Four team at Georgia? Now, I went to school with a lot of these guys. Coach Hugh Durham's going to be there. Love Hugh Durham. Big-time sports fan. Just absolutely loved the job that he did. Uh, big fan of of Coach Durham. Uh, some of the players off that team, we lived in the dorm with these guys. Vern Fleming, who went into uh, went on to play a lot of basketball for the Indiana Pacers. Big Vern is uh, is one of those guys off the team. James Banks is another one. Terry Fair, a phenom. Out of Macon, Southwest Macon back in the day. They were kicking butt. Lamar Heard, Derek Floyd, Gerald Crosby. That team all the way to the Final Four lost to uh, NC State, if I remember correctly. That's when Jimmy V went running around on the court. But uh, that team will be honored there. And this is a sold-out game, Georgia and Kentucky at the stag they're calling at four tickets right now we'll give away to the uh, fifth caller we got road dog all over it man we'll come back got a little college football nugget we're going to throw at you finish up the show you're listening to buck blue on the fan 680 and 93 7
0: this morning in the atlanta airport no one's missing a meal on mac wilburn's watch with 11 restaurants to serve passengers he's got dining for every destination and it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC.
2: Work, 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 work. Little Rihanna for you today. Get you ready for Super Bowl 57? She'll be doing the halftime show. And I'll uh, probably you looking forward to that buck. Yeah, I mean we'll uh we'll take a look from the kitchen
3: as we're hitting the food. Rihanna keeps my attention. I'll say that. Does she like her? Yeah, I'm a big fan. Think she'll look lovely for the halftime show. How about her husband? Who? I don't care. What? No, I'm teasing. (laughs) All
2: right. Yeah, the big halftime
3: show. The commercials. There's a lot to keep up with during the Super Bowl. I'm more into the game. I'm with you, Buck. I, I honestly can't wait for this game. I really don't know who's going to win. But there's nothing wrong with looking forward to the halftime show, some of the commercials as well. But No, I didn't really see anything was wrong it. with it. And I like your pick, Buck. I hope we get something like your pick. What you say, 31-27? Yeah, that's well, what I'm going with. We got with. a chance for a really good one, so looking forward to it. had a chance to change
2: that. I decided to stay with it. I think I really picked it on Monday.
3: Yeah, you made it clear you feel good about the Eagles, and I feel good about the Eagles the closer we get to the game. I though, I feel good just, about them losing. Oh, yeah, you picked the Chiefs. Yeah. Okay, yeah. The closer we get to the game, the more I feel like Patrick Mahomes and that offense just can be too much sometimes. Yeah, and i tell you what, the fact that Mahomes' ankle seems to be a lot better. Absolutely, yeah. I made the mistake of thinking the Bengals would take advantage in the uh, AFC Championship. I'm sure
2: he'll get a little help, too. They'll pinch it.
3: Yeah, I mean, if there's one game where you're going to get ready to go, that's it.
2: Man, uh, I'm feeling bad. We have gone, I guess, the Super Bowl week, so we're totally into the NFL scene. I have not mentioned college football today, so
1: I'm ready to hit it. Mmm, tasty. Time for the college football nugget, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com.
2: We had Hooters earlier this week. Leave some nuggets out in the break room now. Seemed like everybody was... Call- they weren't calling them nuggets. They were calling them boneless wings. You had a real problem with that, didn't you? Well, no. I, they just seem like nuggets to me. I
3: totally agree. Yeah, a Little boneless good. wing That's a nugget, man.
2: Yeah, they were good. You might want to swing by Hooters, get some wings or boneless wings for your Super Bowl party coming up on Sunday. They do a great job of that. All right, college football, baby. I'm wondering what is going on with the Miami Hurricanes. John Michaels, you must be beside yourself, dude. What in the world? Mario Cristobal. This thing was hyped up big when he got the head coaching job. And, boy, it's been a big disappointment. They go 5-7. and seven. And now his, that was the first year for Mario Cristobal, 5-7. and seven. And now he has had four assistants that are no longer going to be with his coaching staff. Gone. I mean, that's just one year. Talk about bad hires right out of the gate. I mean, it seems like to me, if you wait all these years to get a job like this, it seems that it's really critical for you to put your quality or your best coaching staff together going into that first year. And then hang on. Hang on to some of them. He's losing four off the uh, off the coaching staff. Four guys are gone. His offensive coordinator? Five. Gaddis. See you later, pal. We don't need you anymore. Gone. And now the co-defensive coordinator and linebacker coach, Charlie Strong, boy, he packed up that stuff he had, put it in a box, and he got out of there fast because he got passed over for the defensive coordinator's job. I mean, you got Cristobal. He goes to Tulane, gets the guy that had been there three weeks, Lance Guidry. No kin to run cut his teeth at Marshall and gave him the defensive coordinator's job. You know, he didn't even interview Charlie Strong. He said nothing to Charlie Strong. Charlie Strong showed up for work and somebody told him, hey, man, Cristobal just hired Lance Guidry as a defensive
3: coordinator. It's bizarre. Long time, well-respected assistant coach. A three-time I mean, head coach. Jeez. So Cristobal forced him out.
2: Because he didn't interview him. Talk about disrespecting. That's what that is. And I'm going to tell you, man, John Michaels, you Hurricane fans out there, this is not a good sign that Mario Cristobal is going to get this thing turned around and get you boys celebrating wins over Florida State, Clemson. You're not going to see that. This is a terrible start to Cristobal's career down at Miami. Disrespecting Charlie Strong. What's going on, man? All right, there you go. There's a nugget. We fit some college football in there. Yeah, it gives me a chance, too, to mention the Falcons. Uh, Arthur Blank doing what he always does, makes himself available to the media during Super Bowl week. Me and Kincaid used to be there every year. And every year, we would spend 10 minutes with Arthur Blank on the show. Very gracious. We enjoyed that very much. But I tell you what, Mr. Blank what he was, he was speaking glowingly about, you know, this un, unproven quarterback we've got, Desmond Ritter. Mr. Blank saying we're I, I can't emphasize this enough, we're very excited, quote unquote. Very excited about Desmond Ritter. He's not colorblind like the other quarterback was. I mean, is it necessary to be taking a cheap shot at Marcus Mariota like that? Yeah. Um, I hadn't seen enough out of Desmond Ritter to be excited about what he's bringing to the table. I mean, the game, the four games that I saw him play, uh, average at best... I was hoping to see a little bit more really shaky in that debut against New Orleans. Prob- you give him a break for that.
3: Probably want to give the young man some uh, some confidence, right? Just coming in. After what just the weeks. owner saying We're very just, excited. You know, we got him. your back, right? We, we, you he's going to be a
2: Pro Bowl quarterback one day very soon.
3: I'm not saying I necessarily he's agree with the he's going to rescue
2: either, the franchise. The org- he's going to lead us back to the Super Bowl. Let him know he doesn't have to look over his shoulder every pass, right? I didn't see enough to be excited. You know, the Ravens game, uh, the, the stats looked pretty good. But, you know, there were some fumbles. There was one where he, like, had the throw in motion and the ball fell out of his hand as he tried to throw it. Uh, I mean, he there were some things going on that I expected him to be able to do, especially with all the playing time he got at college. And then they say, well, Buck, what about that Buccaneers game? Well, I mean, he's playing against backups, right? Come on, Mr. Plank. I guess you'll just have to count on us to keep it real on
1: this show. Let's get to the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955.
2: All right, looking for a Super Bowl party. Uh, maybe you didn't get invited uh, or you just happened to be caught in town alone for the Super Bowl. want to invite you to come on out Super Bowl Sunday to BNW. In Norcross, the heart of Norcross, 113 South Peachtree Street, they're having a big Super Bowl party. Now George Rogers is going to be there with his Heisman Trophy. Yes, sir. some former NFL players is going to be hanging out. Yeah, uh, George, I mean, George is going to be there with Herschel's Heisman. I didn't want to say it, Buck, but yeah, come on. I mean, there's some rumors going around that uh, White Shoes is going to be showing up.
3: And I'm going to have
2: a a book signing prior to the game getting underway. So during the pregame, 4.30 to to 6.30, something like that, I'll be there with my book Inside the Hedges, hanging out with these NFL, former NFL players, getting ready for Super Bowl 57. B&W, great new place in Norcross. Hope to see you on Sunday prior to the big game. All right, that wraps up another week on the Buck Show. It was fun. Always enjoy Super Bowl week. A lot going on. A lot to talk about. The big prediction. If you missed it, I've got, the, I've got the Chiefs winning 31-27. All right, stay tuned. Nick and Chris are coming up next. Have a great Super Bowl weekend, everybody. Thank you, Buck. Where's Nerney? Okay, thanks a lot, Buck.